crypto won't go mainstream until people are using crypto. So if people aren't using crypto, how can it go mainstream? Well, that's why we're glad there's some people who aren't just concerned about hopping in a jet-fueled Lambo and going to the moon, but want to see people actually use their cryptos. One such individual is Dina Burke. Dina is the creator of the Gracias app, a mission-driven startup working to bring Bitcoin to young women and teens from diverse backgrounds. We'll speak with Dina about her project and vision. She's cool. Well, definitely cooler than us. I guess that's not saying much. We're in Las Vegas for Vegas Blockchain Week and World Crypticon, so we'll have info on the Bad Crypto Meetup and other goings-on that are going on. It's episode number 327 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to Las Vegas. Elvis, is that you? Call me remote show. I just lost again on the Baccarat table. <laughs> Bert Baccarat? <laughs> I don't even know if Baccarat is a thing. You know, we're here at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. I realize that there is no poker table. Last night I was like, all right, we got this big poker tournament today. I'm going to go play some poker. And there's no poker here at the Cosmopolitan. They said it's not profitable. Really? Yeah. And they don't want to take up space. This hotel, though, is beautiful it's a nice hotel i think the lobby is the coolest lobby you know the check-in with all those huge the pillars Mm -hmm. with all the video that's kind of playing behind them very nice yeah Uh, apparently they do have a the the best poker table in vegas is at the bellagio which is right nearby yeah but i just decided not to i just played it on my phone last night i've been i've been playing i don't know how many hands of poker i played in these last two weeks getting ready for this thing well by the time that this episode is out the tournament will be over because we're heading over to to Mike Tyson's mansion. Uh, well, it's not Mike Tyson's anymore. Once upon a time, it was Mike Tyson's mansion. Yeah, I sold it to, my, to Michael Turpin because I want to keep it in the Michael family. <laughs> so, but I've already seen it. It's a beautiful place. Um, and so I'm not sure how they're going to set up the tables there because it's really spread out. A lot mm-hmm. of, you know, halls. and We're going to put a table in this room. We're going to put a table in the Tiger area. We're going to put a table over there in the, near the kitchen so Travis can get drinks and snacks when he wants. <laughs> Be really handy. <laughs> well, good luck, Mr. Travis Wright. Hey, you um, know what? I'm 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 ready. You know what? It's like in preparation for this, because the reason I, I, I wanted to prepare was because, you know, Adam Williams, he put a bounty on me. Like there's a bounty on Charlie Shrem, uh, David Williams, Lacey Jones, uh, Scotty Wynn, somebody else, and me. There's like six people got a bounty, and if you knock them out, you get a tenth of a bitcoin for knocking mm. us out. And like I'm not great at poker. I'm like I, I understand it, but I did the Daniel Negreanu masterclass. I went through the Phil Ivy masterclass on, on masterclass.com and really understood. Now I understand the positions and then the math behind. So I mean, I think I, I leveled up pretty significantly on my poker skills. But I don't know how it's going to translate to a real poker tournament with real people sitting across the table from me. But at least I feel like I know poker better instead of just oh I got a great hand go in. You know, it's really so much to it that mm-hmm. you have no had no clue about. Um, do you have a ace up your sleeve? I do not. That's probably good. You don't want to get beat up by Scotty Wynn for yeah, cheating. I don't want to be. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not playing this year because. I'm going to lose. I mean, uh, I you played... lasted longer than me. You lasted longer than Adam Williams. 
That was just That's lucky. Your... I played the Fortnite tournament last night, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah. did you kicked mucho boot? Not really. I, I kicked a butter. You too. kicked a little bit of butt. I killed some bots, I think. But there was, you know, kids up on the stage with us, and like they were all the finalists. The kids were, and I'm not really good at Fortnite anyway. But it was great fun. I got to go to the Luxor to the Hyper X Esports Arena. And it's it is a really cool setup. I had to sh- I showed my son who's into games and esports, and he's like, "Oh man, that is cool." I wish I would. Do you like a three sixty video? The whole I thing. I did know three sixty video. Oh man, you are not a good videographer. I am not good. Uh, but you know what is good is we have some breaking news from our sponsor eToro. Oh, very nice. Breaking news! Breaking news! The copy trader copy tradar that <laughs> i've got my tradar turned on <laughs> doot, doot, doot. there it is There's it's not the a trade. bad that's not a bad name it's for not it. yeah so this is their new feature the copy trader you could find your favorite featured etoro users copy all their trades in one click it's that simple when they trade you trade so if you're a beginner learning the basics or you don't have time to watch the markets you might not be trader cob in fact there's only one mm-hmm. trader cob you can leverage other crypto trades Traders, crypto. <laughs> I am not putting words together well today, mm-hmm. but you can you can leverage other people's expertise with the copy trader. You automatically copy top performing traders, instantly replicating their trading in your own portfolio without management fees. So you sign up for eToro, start copying other traders, no extra charge, no management fees, no hidden costs, and the traders you copy get paid directly because they've got what they call the popular investor program, the PIP. So not just copy, but a community. And eToro offers more than just copy trading. You can collaborate with others in the community. You can connect. You can share. You can learn. There's millions of traders' portfolios, stats, risk scores, and more. You can chat with them. You can discuss strategies. You can benefit from their knowledge. They'll come and babysit your kids. Well, they won't do that. But they'll do everything else. So you can get started today at badco.in forward slash eToro. Build your crypto portfolio the smart way. Mm. They will babysit your cryptos, though. They will babysit because they're watching their cryptos. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. Um, And speaking of watching the cryptos, we've been keeping a close eye on our friends at CoinGenius, Jeremy Bourne and his team. This tool, gang, uh, is we think it's going to be mind-blowing to the industry and uh, they're going to be revealing it finally Mm -hmm. their sentiment tool yeah they have this new feature called tradar (laughs) they're going to be uh revealing it here at world crypticon and uh Wednesday night, which um, should be it should be Wednesday by the time you hear this, if you're in Vegas, October 30th from 10 to 11:30, we're going to be in the Coin Genius Suite. We still don't have the number. In fact, I just pinged Jeremy and he's checking in mm-hmm. right now, so we can't give those of you who are listening in in Vegas a suite number. But email us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com and we will and just tell us that you're, you want to come to the meetup. We'll, or we'll just link. quiet your mind and we will send it to you via telepathy, which is pretty handy. Can you do that? Well, you know, I'm not very good at it, but I'm working on it. Because if your telepathy is good, then you're going to kill it in poker today. You know what? I'm, I'm working on my heart-brain center balance and trying to tune into my intuition. You know, your, your head is looking more like a heart these days. Your heart's shaped. Am I? Yeah. And your heart is looking brain-shaped. Very nice. Very good. All right. Well, we've got a great show here, and you're going to want to tune in. You're already tuned in. I mean, you're listening. You want to tune in further. You're going to want to, like, 
really tune into your heart, in, like, your heart brain. Yeah, get on in there. <laughs> and let's go to our interview here with Dina Burke. All right, next up we have Dina Burke, and she is the CEO and creator of a platform called Get Gracias. And I believe I saw this on the Twitters, an article about this, and, and it said that, uh, that Dina is doing some really cool stuff to help mass adoption for women, to help them understand the cryptos and the Bitcoin. So I, I said, hey, let's reach out and, and connect. So Dina, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Because gracias, right? Thank you. Exactly. Gracias. Muchas gracias. Yes. Uh, de nada. So you're the founder of Gracias. And I, I want to talk a little bit about what that is. Yeah. So Gracias is a mission-driven company. And our mission is really to make crypto understood and used by people who have sort of been left out of the game so far. So that includes people who maybe are non-technical um, or particularly interested in serving young women and teens from diverse backgrounds, but really are th the name of the game for us is, is driving adoption and, and driving literacy. That's so important because adoption is like getting people to use crypto seems to be one of the biggest stumbling blocks right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that I've so I'm sort of a year and a half into this journey with with Gracias. And I think that there's an increasing appetite to consider crypto more as a utility rather than an investment, but it really, really varies depending on the type of person that I'm talking to, like what they think about Bitcoin or crypto and, and what they think they can use it for, or why they want to have it. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still so new that um, opinions are really still forming, I guess, to say. Hmm. And one of the things that, that really struck me was you said that, you know, you, you had, you had gotten some crypto and then you had sent some crypto to some of your coworkers or some of your employees. And even though it was just a little bit that they freaked out, could you maybe tell that story about <laughs> how you came up with the idea for this? Yeah, totally. So, um, so my, my background's in marketing. Um, I had a marketing firm, um, called Agency of Trillions and it was acquired by a crowdfunding company called Indiegogo, uh, in 2017. So I, it was sort of an acquire. I was working there at Indiegogo and I had a, a team of, uh, young people, young women who were working for me at Indiegogo and, they were all like super bright. Um, you know, we worked at a tech company. They're all very like technically savvy young people, like urban, um, you know, new uh, Bitcoin sort of thought they understood it, like maybe sort of wanted it, but they still didn't have any and something was keeping them out. So around that same time, I had gotten like bit by the Bitcoin bug and I just like totally fell down the rabbit hole as one does. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give them some Bitcoin for Christmas, like it, as my Christmas gift to them. So I did. And the process to do that was like hugely time consuming and confusing. It took like two weeks. I had to like order a card from the UK and then fill it up. And it was a, a nightmare. Um, but I, I did it. And then when I gave them um, the gifts, they it, like the reaction was so surprising. They were so pumped and it was like disproportionate to the amount of Bitcoin that I gave them. It was only like 20 bucks or something like that, but they were like really, really excited. And that was, 
I mean, I guess you can like call it an aha moment. Um, but it was really a moment where I was like, oh, okay. Like as soon as you make it a social thing and as soon as you give people skin in the game, like it really changes um, for them. And there was this group of people who all were totally smart, but were still being kept out because they didn't have that introduction um, by someone they knew and trusted. So that was when, um, that was really sort of the inspiration to start Gracias. And I left my job shortly thereafter to go do so. So let's talk a little bit about kids these days. Hey, get off uh-huh. my lawn, you kids. You can uh-huh. take my Bitcoin. What do they think of crypto? And I mean, you know, let's talk about, you know, like teenagers and then, you know, young adults. Yeah. So I would say that, interestingly, the younger the person, the more likely they are to see crypto as money as something they want to spend. So when I speak to, um, you know, my, my friends or my girlfriends, like other women in their thirties, whatever, um, they're, the conversation there is like much more about like, okay, this is an investment. This is a new asset. Like, how can I make this make money for me? And like, how much of my income should I put towards it? So the, the frame of that conversation is like much more investment focused. Whereas with kids, I mean, for better or for worse, the, the question I get asked the most is, uh, okay, how can I buy Fortnite V-Bucks with this? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, obviously trying not to judge any of the things that I hear in my user research, but um, that shows to me that like, they're really seeing this as A, money and B, a way to maybe buy things that their parents won't buy for them themselves. So, so, so how does, so how does one buy this Fortnite thing? <laughs> I don't know. I know nothing about Fortnite except that my kid spends a lot of time playing and shooting people. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you uh, you you mentioned this real briefly. So you you were a co-founder of the strategic consulting firm called Agency of Trillions, and that was acquired by Indiegogo. So you're a successful entrepreneur who's already had one successful you know exit. What what was that and how did what did that have to do? Why did Indiegogo find that find your company so interesting? What was it? So thank you for the compliment of saying that I've had one successful exit. I mean, I guess that's the truth. It is a totally different business, though. I mean, you come from a marketing background, you know, like services businesses are very different beasts mm-hmm. to technology companies. So um, yes, I have been an entrepreneur, but um, I'd say trying to um, start and run a uh, high growth tech startup. It's just like totally different. Um, but yes, so uh, Agency of Trillions was acquired by Indiegogo. Indiegogo at the time was looking to build out what they called enterprise crowdfunding. So they were working with like a bunch of big brands like P&G and Bose. Those companies were looking at the Indiegogo platform and being like, okay, we have these things that like we want to test out in the market, but maybe we don't want to like launch nationally yet. We'll use Indiegogo as a place to to see if there's like an appetite amongst early adopters for the a particular product. So with Bose, they had like these sleep earbud things that they were testing out on Indiegogo. Um, so, so yeah, so it, while I was there, I got to see like a lot of product launches and a lot fall on their face, but some successful ones. So I, I did a lot of sort of like marketing and positioning work um, there while I was at Indiegogo. And, and now you're so entrepreneurial again, and you're doing your own thing, and and I <laughs> love seeing that. So this app definitely appeals to women. 
Um, and you know, I just said beforehand, I need to download it. And Travis is like, you're not a woman. And I'm like, well, I'm going to identify as one long enough to, uh, to sign up. Uh, what will I experience within the app? What can I do? Yeah. So great question. Um, so I, I will say right now the app experience is, um, it's fairly limited in its functionality. That's, um, for many reasons, but the biggest one is because of regulation. Um, right now it is basically a way like it's, it's essentially a wallet, right? It's a way for you to store and send, um, small amounts of Bitcoin, uh, to your friends, but the environment of it looks and feels much different to a lot of the other apps in the crypto ecosystem. So um, it really feels and and looks more like a social media app than it does a crypto app. So there's messaging, lots of GIFs, lots of emojis, and the whole thing is sort of sort of pitched in a much more sort of a friendly and approachable light than I, I than I personally find a lot of crypto apps to be. Moving forward after this pilot, we're going to be launching something that uh, is much more decentralized. So we're going to be using um, the Lightning Network and we'll be able to enable true peer-to-peer transactions. So that's what's coming next. But right now, we I mean, we have something that's live. Everyone should download it and check it out. But it's really for the purpose of like getting things in people's hands, getting things for people to really test out so that we can learn and iterate on the next version. Yeah, so so the I, that's where I found you. I found you on Product Hunt, right? Because I like to check yeah. out Product Hunt. It wasn't on Twitter, it was on Product Hunt. And and you mentioned that your app is sort of a social media chat, like you mentioned, with GIFs and emojis. And so it's a wallet, but it's like a messenger. And is that is that kind of what it is? Like, is that because they describe it as part Venmo, part Snapchat? Like, how does how does that work to drive Bitcoin literacy? That's a great question. So it it is a fairly accurate representation of the app to say it's part Venmo, part Venmo, part Snapchat. I'd say that the big thing that we're trying to tackle with this pilot version is it feeling like a place. So a thing that I hear over and over again is, hey, cool, Dina, like I get Bitcoin, I get crypto when you tell me about it, when you talk about it, but like, I'm not a technical person. I don't work in finance or tech. Like, it doesn't really feel like it's a thing for me. Like my sister, who's a nurse, she's like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. But like, it's not like a thing for me. It's a thing for other people. Um, So the thing that we're really trying to accomplish with this first version and with the first sort of iteration of the brand is how do we make something that feels like it is for other types of people and like it is for you? So that's why we wanted to sort of sit in an environment that feels familiar to people. So the first step is make it welcoming. Moving forward, we're going to be building in many more things that like actively build literacy. So earning Satoshis through learning about what a Bitcoin wallet is, for example. Um, So that's that's coming next. And like if you, you go through like a, a wizard, a tutorial in the app, and then if you complete it, you get a few sats. Is that exactly it like it will be hopefully much more exciting than like the little paperclip uh, emoji that I'm picturing. Clippy. When you say coming through. <laughs> Clippy. Yeah. Clippy um, but yes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And so, you know, you certainly must um, think that in order to produce this, that, Adoption can come pretty quickly when you develop something that's so easy to use and and is um, fashioned in a way that people are used to, you know, the, via the social media and the gifts and the emojis and all that. I'm curious, when do you think 
maybe not for your app in particular, but when do you think we're going to see this mainstream adoption take place? That's Ooh, deep, such a deep, great deep question. That's such right. a good question. Um, because I don't want to paint myself into a corner. Um, and there are no corners. Really and stupid. That's what <laughs> you're not a financial advisor. And we all say stupid stuff. I mean, you're on the yeah, right yeah, show yeah. to say stupid stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll start by saying that there'll need to be a catalyst to get us there, right? It's not going to happen on its own. There's going to need to be like, quote unquote, the killer app. Of course, I would love for that to be my app. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying that it will or, or yeah, it will be. Could be. Um, could be. Could be, could be. Could be. Yeah. Think so, bigger. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'd say I'd say we need that. I'd say um, that there's a couple other things that need to happen. Um, I think the price needs to, I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm speaking specifically about Bitcoin. Um, I, you know, I, I think the price would either need to stabilize for a longer period of time or um, reach such great heights that people are just can't help themselves, but feel like they want to get in. And so that, and I also think that, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in the Lightning Network, and I, you know, I I think that that technology, that protocol reaching maturity, will um, really open up like a super highway for Bitcoin um, in a way that for me is really exciting. So I think sort of those three things need to be in place in order for us to get to a point where people are really taking it seriously. So that's my two cents. I, I, if you want me to put it I, three to three years, three to five years is the time horizon oh, that I, that. It, you yeah. give it time. That's pretty. Okay. I'm good with that. Three to five years. So do you think, yeah. So do you think that it's the millennial women that's going to drive this? Or do you think that it's Gen Z women and, you know, men and boys and girls, I guess Gen Z is kind of small. I guess even alpha is that that generation's there as well. So like, would, and we know it's probably not going to be the old folks, right? And there's some there's some boomers that are interested interested in, in crypto, very few, but Gen X, like Joel and I are Gen X, and you know millennials. Like, so where I'm, is that? I'm a boomer. You are actually technically a boomer. I, I, I am a last year boomer. Really? Yeah, oh, which is God. hilarious. I was born in 1964, the year the Beatles invaded America, okay. and. Not only do I not feel like a boomer, I don't feel like Gen X. I mean, I'm I don't know what I am. I would You're say that there's X. very You're little why there's very little boomerness that I'm getting. Not that there's anything wrong with boomers, but I yeah, I'm surprised by that. <laughs> well, he 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 used to tell people to get off his lawn and he hated it so much that he moved to the twenty-third floor of a high rise. Okay. My God, I got no damn lawn now. <laughs> get off my balcony. <laughs> Great stuff. So, I mean, it seems to me because I I have two children that are Gen Z. Well, I got my daughter's sort of borderline Gen A or whatever that's next one is, but because she's she's 13. And so but it's like it seems like Gen Z is going to be the one that really sends us to the mass adoption because they've grown up their whole life with smartphones right nearby and and iPads and everything else. And it's like it seems to me that. And and so you mentioned you mentioned the thing about the V-Bucks on Fortnite. What are some of the other, you know, because you said that one of your missions was to identify how crypto could be valuable for your friends. Like you have a friend that's a 16-year-old that does K-pop, has a K-pop meme page. And Mm -hmm. how is that valuable for her? And you have, you're having all these different DMs with different people, uh, you know. And so what are some of the the, the key ways that you found your your platform is going to be valuable for them? 
Yeah. So I do want to talk about use cases, but while but within that, you also mentioned um, Gen Z being um, really having grown up with smartphones. And I think that that's such a good point. And I do believe that that will be part of what brings crypto to the mainstream is that this is Gen Z is like digital payments native, right? Like they not only grew up like with the internet at their fingertips, but like PayPal and Venmo has have always existed for them. And like, they've always been able to send money from their phones. And um, I think that we'll only see that really ex- expand. Um, and I think that crypto is like a really natural place for that to go next. So um, I think you, I just want to touch on that point. Um, in terms of use cases, um, yeah, so... Okay, I I think that there's some interesting and more immediate use cases for uh, content, uh, online content creators. And so, okay, for example, um, say you're a makeup artist and you have a YouTube page where you do all these makeup tips and tricks and you have a ton of subscribers most or i'd say many of these content creators are looking to monetize directly from their fans and followers and they're doing that in all sorts of creative ways right now by either gating content or charging to be included in some private chat room or whatever or newsletter or something like that so um you guys are in the content game you get it um so one thing which i think is really useful and is sort of where we're going next is okay how do we like Bitcoin or, or crypto as an inherently global currency really makes sense for, for content creators who are creating global communities, right? Like you're, if you're that makeup artist, you've spent a ton of time and energy to create a community of people and the internet's borderless, right? Like you have fans in Uruguay, you have fans in South Africa, you have fans all over the world. And if you want to monetize from them directly, or if you want to sell them something, using a money that is you know, again, like inherently global really makes sense for that all of a sudden, all of a sudden it becomes better than the dollar. So that's an area which I think is really fruitful. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's one example. Excellent. Well, the website to download the app is getgracias.com, which translated is get thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dot com. <laughs> yeah, get thank you. Dot com. Get, you should probably register that. Before you probably should. Yeah, right. Uh, which is which we, is better than get Denata because that would right. be you, you, you get nothing. Get, well, get welcome. Get welcome is Denata, but uh, oh, get, get Denata. So just nada is nothing, right? Correct. Yeah. Denata right. means you're welcome. It's you nothing. Get, get your welcome or get nada. Get nothing. So now that everyone's really confused. It's getgracias.com. You could also go to the show notes and follow Dina on Twitter and Instagram. And we wish you the best success with Get Gracias. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Gracias. Gracias so much. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Donde está el baño? That's all I know. (laughs) Down the hall. It's over there. Thank you. It's the only like if you go somewhere and you don't speak Spanish, once you get past gracias, it's the only phrase you need to know, right? It's the most important thing that gotta cover the basics. You gotta cover the basics. <laughs> I find that toilet, toilet. They know what that is most everywhere. It's going to point you in the right direction. Or you go around with this look on your face, like <laughs> ah. ah wow, what a horrible ending to that podcast. Oh, no, that no. <laughs>
How about that? That was nice. How about I, the, gracias? Yeah, gracias. De nada. Uh, you know, I saw her on, I saw that product on Product Hunt, and I thought, wow, this is cool. And I reached out to her on Twitter, and she was like, I would love to come on Bad Crypto and chat about that. So that was fun having her on. She is cool and cool. She's definitely cooler than us. I mean, we're we're post cool. Let's face it. I don't know. I'm still in my. I'm, I'm in the. I'm in the the remaining. Uh, you know, sun. You know, moonlight. The sun setting of the sun side cool of my cool days. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I don't need to be cool. Maybe that is cool in and of itself. It's true. We're bad. We're not have to be cool. We're we're so bad. It's so good. Well, we appreciate you guys, and we also appreciate our other sponsor, Divi. Looking forward to seeing Nick's up and Arrow here in. Um, in vegas as well yeah it's uh patrick mahomes's clone looks just like his does he look like like him brother sorry about your chiefs again by the way hey man it happens it does happen it's happened i realized this guess what chiefs put no money in my pocket that's okay well so um you know but it's funny watching my son who's just become like a fan like yeah over the last few years like and they're like now the losses like really upset him you know and i'm like dude let it go. Here's the thing. I've been a Chiefs fan since I was a kid, and they're going to lose a lot, and just let it go. It's okay. So you for like three to five minutes, and then go, okay, you, it's out of your control. Things that are out of your control, don't worry about them. I'm just going to move on. I, so that's the way you know I see it. Um, our, our producer, Aaron Sell, is here in Vegas as well, and she insisted on watching the game mm-hmm. when we got here and she even had her chief's jersey on um and so she went you know we realized oh we're at the sports book i've never bet on sports before so we bet we each bet ten dollars on the chiefs to win took no points just straight up we took the points because of they the points were actually I'm not no it wouldn't have mattered they lost they way. lost by seven yeah and and but here's the thing the guy at the book said um look you're rooting for the team you just want them to win it's so you know screw winning the money you want the team to win if the team wins you win so we lost our i've only bet i've only bet uh, on sports one time and and i lost also yeah so i don't bet on sports so the yeah the moral of the story is don't gamble gang but in an hour <laughs> i'm about to go play some poker you are yeah don't gamble but anyway i was referring nick sapinaro and of course uh, divi is now taking early signups for their new digital finance ecosystem that's going to offer crypto debit cards. Again, more cool stuff. Travis, we've been fortunate to um, to, to hear from and align with some of these companies and brands that are really doing some cool things. So they are building um, an app, and you can go over to wallet.diviproject.org. This is going to have a fiat to crypto on and off ramp. In the wall, and this is another key to mass adoption: is making it easy for people to get their money in and get their money out. And of course, in the future, once the dollar collapsed, you're not going to want to go back to fiat anyway. You're just going to want to use crypto. But these guys are the first ones to make it easy to earn, transact, and store crypto. You need to go check them out: DiviProject.org, but go specifically to Wallet divvyproject.org and put your email in so you can get notified when this wallet is available sounds good it does sound good you know i have a a little philosophical rant i want to go off on here before right. we... let's let's hurry up with this philosophical rant because i gotta do a philosophical <clears throat> bathroom break so <laughs> i'm thinking you know when we talk about blockchain and putting everything on to blockchain life is blockchain right Life is a blockchain. (laughs) 
Um, I did not come up with that just to sing that song, but I will add that to the You'll Spotify the playlist. playlist. It might already already be on the playlist. It might. Um, because think about it. Everything that happens is written into the permanent record of history, right? Like even us doing this podcast right now, the words that we're saying, the way we're saying them, there is a, you know, it's not something that we access except via our memory Mm -hmm. but what's happened has happened it is on the blockchain of of history Mm -hmm. of life you can't hack it you can't you can't undo what you've done right you can't edit it although some try i love that when somebody goes oh man you should have done that i'm like well i can't go back in time and should have done something that's gone i can't do that how about i punch you now so i don't say later i should have punched you yeah (laughs) into faith can't shoulda woulda you don't should on me either. Yeah. I'm tired of right. Keep your should out of here. So life is a blockchain, right? History is its own record of blockchain. Certainly there's people Well, that- the real history, the only problem is with that is that those who win the wars write the history books, so not necessarily right. that's why we need blockchain. <laughs> but that doesn't change the truth. The actual universal right. truth. Right, that doesn't change the truth of what happened actually happened. Just because we're going, well, we're going to make our own little blockchain over here in our own record, it's not accurate. But the, re- the blockchain of life is real right and so whether you are a believer in god or not or you know the just the universe in general whatever life is blockchain Mm -hmm. and so us coming up with this notion of documenting you know everything on a public ledger that's the other thing about um life is a blockchain it's not public right it's it is a private ledger it's a privacy ledger Mm mm-hmm Except I got on my the, own little side chain over here. I don't try to tell you about. <laughs> Except for the things you do stupidly in public and the right. things that you say, that's on the public blockchain. Right. I don't know, just a little philosophical rant, courtesy of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Thank you so much for that. That was very nice. There you go. Well, on that note, uh, Travis has a poker tournament to play in. I'm going to go and observe and cover it. We're going to get some great photos there, do some Instagram stories, hopefully create some content, do some interviews on location. We got a lot of great stuff coming your way from this week in Lost Wages, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.